What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Purvis Point. So excited to be back. I'm back in Dallas. I'm back in Dallas. Last week, I was in Atlanta, and I did a live show from my hotel room in Atlanta. But I'm back this week in Dallas and back in my comfortable living room, looking out of my window, enjoying the scenes of this day. It's rainy here in Dallas. It's kind of gloomy a little bit, but excited to be on Prairie's Point. Today, I'm going to encourage you to uh, do something that sometimes gets a little difficult. Sometimes it gets a little difficult to do this, and um, it definitely gets difficult to drive in this. Definitely gets difficult to drive in this. Um, if, if, if you've ever seen fog or driven in fog before you know how difficult it is to drive in that and how things can be very cloudy and i don't know about you but um driving in fog can be very frustrating like it's this thick uh cloud that just hovers over the street or over wherever you are and you can't see anything in the thick fog even if you turn your high beams on you can't even see in front of you you just see cloud and you see mist, and it's very uh, eerie. It's very frustrating. It's it's very nerve wracking to drive through these type of conditions uh, because you really you can't see what's in front of you, and even though you can't see what's in front of you, you know something's there, but you can't see it. So you have to take your time and drive through it and be very careful and very cautious as you fight through this fog to get to where you're trying to go. And those conditions don't just happen when we're driving. Those things happen while we're living too. Like we have foggy moments. Um, so somebody um, that's a parent, you know what those foggy moments feel like. It's it's trying to make a decision on what school your kids are going to go to, or it's trying to make a decision on whose house they're going to stay at that week, or who's going to pick them up, or um, how you're going to provide food, or how you're going to provide just the basic things for your kids. Um, if you're a spouse, you know what fog feels like. It, it's that it's that moment where your relationship is not as tight as it used to be. It's like you, maybe you're misfiring or maybe you're not on the same page and you really can't see clearly. And it's not that you want to get a divorce. It's just that you're really not on the same page. You really can't see each other. Or uh, it's for the person that has been divorced and the marriage is over. And now you're trying to get back into the dating game. And now you don't really know what relationships look like and you don't really know how it feels to to be back in this space. And so it's foggy, it's cloudy. It's, it's the student. It's the student that's going to college or trying to pick which college to go to. And it's foggy because you really don't know what this next season of life looks like because you've just known high school and you've known the bubble of your parents and you don't really don't know what the next step is. Or it's the, it's the adult that left college 10 years ago and you now have a family and you now have responsibilities, but you want to go back to school and further your education, but you don't know if it's worth it, right? It's, it's, it's nothing's clear right now. It's kind of foggy or it's the person that's suffering from some type of sickness and maybe it's cancer and maybe you're, you're fighting the battle of whether you should go through chemo or not or continue through chemo or not. 
everybody goes through these foggy situations in life where you have to take these moments very cautiously and drive slow, right? You have to, and have to slow down uh, because um, life just gets foggy sometimes. It, it, it's the, it's the, it's the entrepreneur. It's, it's the business person that's trying to figure out which business to open and where to put their money, where to put their funds. Or it, it, it's the person that is battling between, do I leave my job and go after my dream or do I stay? Or do I apply for this position or do I stay where I'm at? Is God trying to show me something where I am or is he trying to push me to something else? And sometimes it just gets foggy. And sometimes it's just, it's hard because something isn't clear and you can't readily uh, identify it. But let me encourage you before we jump deep into the podcast, just because something isn't clear doesn't mean it's not there. Because something isn't clear doesn't mean it's not there. Like there, there are some things that you can't see, but if you can just fight through the fog, if you can just slow down a little bit and fight through the fogginess of life, and do these four things I'm about to give you, I believe that when things become clearer and you'll be able to see if you do these four things while you're going through, it'll make your decision a lot better, a lot more intentional. And this is something that I've had to do in my own life. And so I'm not giving you uh, things from an expert point of view. This is this is Pervy's point. These are things that have happened. Um, everything I give you is birthed out of a place in my life Um that I've had to learn some things, had to see some things, and I'm just giving my point, right? I, I'm, I'm, I don't claim to be an expert. I don't, I don't claim to um, be the type of person that has all of the answers. No, I, I really just want to uh, give you tips and give you help on what has helped me. And I've been through some foggy situations in my life, and um, these are things that I did to, to get through the, the things that I couldn't see clearly through, through, through the fog, all right? And so um, four things in um, refocus, retreat, relieve, and reimagine. Refocus, retreat, relieve, and reimagine. Refocus, retreat, relieve, and reimagine. The, the, these are the things that I did to help get through and to continue to get through foggy moments in my life. Whenever... Things aren't clear for me. These are four things that I do to recenter me, to get me back where I need to be so I can move cautiously through. And, but also when I come out of it, I've made decisions and made a resolve for things that um, I get to help me move further down, help me be better, and hopefully can help you do the same. All right, so this, this first one, the idea of refocusing. Sometimes... Um, it's not the problem. Sometimes it's the perspective, right? Sometimes it's not the problem, it's the perspective. Um, the thing about um, glasses, and I need them, okay? They don't, don't judge me. I need glasses. I know I need them. I've been procrastinating. You keep praying for me, I keep praying for you. Okay, but, <laughs> but one thing about glasses is that when you get a new pair of eyeglasses and you get um, sometimes... Uh, the doctor has to give you a new prescription and new lenses because your eyes change. And in order for you to see more clearly, the doctor has to um, reorder you or reissue you a new pair of, of, uh, of lenses. And so the frames 
uh, may be the same, but you, you have new lenses because your eyes have changed and you have to be in order to be in order to see clearer, you have to have new lenses put in those frames. And such is is life. Sometimes um, if you want to see more clearly, you have to ask God to help change your perspective on some things that maybe it's the way you're looking at them. And um, not all the time are things a problems. Sometimes it's that we need to change our perspective. I realize that sometimes um, that I was realizing in my life, so I could be too judgmental on some things and too, um, yeah, too judgmental on some things, too judgmental of, of people's circumstances and their situations. And what I had to do is, is, is take a different perspective and the different look and, uh, and the lens I had to look through was a lens of grace that uh, once I looked at people through the lens of grace, I began to see how gracious God was with me and how gracious God could be and can be for them. And if God was doing, if God was being gracious to me, I had to be gracious to them no matter what their situation was. Right. Because a lot of times um, we can be so busy focused on what others are doing or focused on what others are not doing. And we can miss out what God wants to do for us and with us. And that there is, is so much purpose in our lives and so much things that, that we have to do that sometimes it's, it's just refocusing. And we, we take our eyes off of the right thing and put it on the wrong thing. And a lot of times the issue is we get so consumed looking at what others are doing, we forget about what we should be doing. Especially, and I'm going to go back, I'm going to go left and come back right. Especially if we feel that people don't deserve it. Yo, that's a, that's a whole nother issue that if, if people that we feel don't deserve what they're getting or what they have and they seem to obtain all and we seem to obtain none, you got to be careful because you will lose focus and lose sight of what you're supposed to be doing and you'll be paying attention to what they're doing and you'll look up. It'll be five years down the line and you haven't done anything your purpose to do because you're so busy focused on somebody else. So if you can't see clearly, maybe you need to refocus, um, change your perspective, stop looking at things the same way. So look at things the same way uh, that, that if you changed how you looked at some things and you changed how you looked at people's circumstances in different situations, may, may, maybe maybe it could help you. Right. Uh, so refo. But this this next one. Is one that I consistently work on and I'm, I'm adamant about it. <laughs> in this season of my life, and that's a retreating, getting away. So not only do we have to refocus when things aren't clear, but we have to retreat, have to get away. Sometimes, y'all, we can be too busy. Yo, like, we, 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 we could really be too, too busy. And when you get busy, right, when you get busy and when you get too busy, um, you, you, you lose focus and you lose sight of, of what you should be doing. And sometimes in order to regroup, in order to recalibrate, you have to get away, get away, get away from people, get away from places, get away from things. Uh, and because there is refreshing in retreating, there, there is refreshing in retreating that you retreat so you can refresh. And when you refresh and regroup, you can get back to doing what you're to do. Uh, but but it, it's, it's, it's something that we have to fight. Right. That we, we have to fight the feeling um, that we are needed for everything. We have to fight the feeling that, that we're needed for everything and that if we're not there or if we don't do it, um, it, it won't get done. 
And I'm, I'm telling you, that that's personal experience. That's something I've had to work through because I, I had this hang up that, you know, if if Pervy's not there or if Pervy's not in it, other people won't have what they need and uh, they, they, they won't be able to get to where they need to go do what they need to do. And I had to realize that um, in order for me to be the best me, I have to take some time for me. So in order for you to be the best you, you have to take time for you. You have to. And if you don't, you won't be great for the people you love, for the place you work. And whether you believe it or not, everywhere you give yourself needs you at your best. Your job, your family, they need you at your best. In order for you to be your best, you have to be rested. Here's, here's the thing. Um, if your phone needs to be recharged, why don't you? Like, as much as you use your phone, uh, you, you can't just use your phone uh, forever and, and the battery never goes down. Now, as a matter of fact, if you notice, the more you use your phone, the faster your battery goes down. The less you use your phone, the more battery you keep. And so the more you talk, the more apps you search, the more you stay on your phone, the more your battery goes down. And, and, and check it out. If you're like me, we don't, they, they tell us this, but we don't do it. They tell us that we should either turn our phones off or they tell us that we should wait until our battery gets low and then recharge it. When you do that, you're able to let your phone get a full recharge and it could actually work better. But what we do is we keep our phone on the charger all day long with it's at 40%, 50% and we keep it on the charger and it never gets to its full capacity because we never give it time to charge. And so if our phones need full recharge, if our phone batteries needs to be recharged properly, what about your life? Like, like, I, don't, and I mean, we're talking about phones right now. So let me be honest. Um, my phone will do something stupid if it stays on too long. Like if it stays on too long, it'll start moving slow. It'll start glitching. Stuff won't happen. So you got to turn it off. Leave it off for a while, then turn it back on for it to recalibrate, for it to, for, for it to, to refocus, right, in, in order for it to get back right. And so um, part of this fighting the fog is the need to, to get away, like to recharge, retreat and recharge, that you, you can't give your full self on an empty battery, right? And, like, and y'all, y'all know how it feels you, you, when you're on your phone. And your battery low, you're trying to get that conversation out or you're trying to finish that text. And, 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 and the worst feeling ever is when you're talking and the phone cuts off because you haven't taken time to charge it properly. So such is life. I, I would hate for you to be in a, a very serious season of your life, in a very important time of your life, only for you to hit a wall because you haven't taken time to recharge. Retreat. Retreat, um, get, get get away so you can recharge, uh, because uh, you have to understand that get, getting away, getting away, is so you can come back better. Because sometimes, in order to see ahead, you have to take a step back. Sometimes, in order to see ahead, you have to take a step back. That maybe you can respond better in situations. Maybe you can do better in situations. Maybe you can perform better in situations when you are rested. There's something that my mentor told me a long time ago, and I tell people all this. I tell people this all the time, that um, God may want you, but God don't need you. 
and such is life in every arena and circle you're in. Your job may want you, but your job don't need you. You know how I know they don't need you? Because something happened to you today. They will replace you tomorrow. They will find somebody that can do your job just as good or better and replace you with them when you're not there. And if you extend yourself to the point to where you can't offer yourself anymore, they will find somebody to replace you. One of the, one of the most um, saddest but honest things in sports is that no matter how good the athlete is, if he or she gets hurt, they have a sub to come in and play their position. You, you never see a basketball game where a bas- there are five players from each team on the court. What you never see is this. You never, no matter who the players are, I don't care if it's the best player on the team, best player in the world. If it's five people from your team that are supposed to be on the court, if one of them gets hurt, you never see the team just playing with four just because that one is hurt. I don't care who they are. From Candace Parker to Chanae and Dumake to LeBron James to Ja Morant, I don't, I don't care. If they get hurt and they're star players on their team, if they get hurt, you don't see the team playing with four players. No, they get a sub. And the sub off the bench may not be them, but they still put that sub in the game because they got to play with five. In football, with 11 players on the field, I don't care if it's Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, I don't care who the quarterback is. He's, if they're great players, team leaders, if they get hurt, they're not going to play the rest of the game without a quarterback. They're going to go to the bench and get somebody to come in and play the position because you may be wanted, but you're not needed, right? In the sense of where, and I'm, when I say need, I mean need in the sense of where everything stops if you're not there. So the point I'm trying to make is the reason why you need to retreat and get away and recharge because the, the, the things that accept you and the things that have you and the people that love you, they need you at your best, need you at your best. But what I don't want you to do is to exert yourself 1000% with, with thinking that they need you and you're operating on empty. That, that, that's what I'm saying. That's what I, I want to make. I make sure you clear with that because I've been there. I've been there get, giving of myself, giving of myself, giving of myself to the point to where I was trying to give and I didn't have nothing. And everybody else is receiving. Everybody else is full, but I'm empty. And I had to realize it's on me to make the decision to retreat, to get away, to recharge. And just like it's my decision, it's your decision. You have to make the decision that you're going to get away and get away from everybody so you can recharge, so you can be good for everybody when you come back. Your family needs it. Your corporation needs it. Your community needs you. We need you at your best. And do not feel guilty for taking time for you. Hopefully you hear me. Do not feel guilty for taking time for you. I can do a whole nother podcast on that. I probably will at some point, but I want you to hear me. Taking time for you should not make you feel guilty because we need you at your best. All right. So fight, fighting, the un, fighting the fog, fighting the unclear things in your life. You, you, you go through these foggy seasons better when you refocus, when you retreat, but also when you relieve, get rid of some things. Yo, it's some things y'all holding on to that's stopping you from being great. And you, you, you probably can make, better decisions and you probably can see more clearly if you just got rid of some things. And for some of y'all, it is some people 
Now, I'm not trying to get all in your business because you know your business better than I do. You know your life better than I do. But you know that there are some things and some people that you're holding on to that's stopping you from seeing clearly. Like there's so much more for you that's better for you. And the fog that you're fighting is because you're holding on to the wrong things and the wrong people. And, and yo, I've been there. What they say, been there, done that. Wrote a book on it. <laughs> like, like, like I, I, I've been there holding on to things um, that, that had, that weren't serving their purpose anymore. But, but, yo, I'm, I'm going to slow down because I, I want you to hear this. Holding on to things and people that have expired. Yo, you got to know that um, expired things and expired people got to go. Can't hold on to it. One of the nastiest things to see is a carton of spoiled milk in your refrigerator. Now, it looked great when you bought it. And you bought it with intention and with purpose to eat your cereal, make your eggs, whatever you do. But when you look at that, when you leave it in the refrigerator too long and it gets all clumpy and spoiled, you, 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 you don't look at that milk and say, you know what? You're still useful. Even though you've expired, even though you're spoiled and you stink and you smell, I'm going to still use you for my eggs or my cereal. You don't do that. You say, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and pour you down the drain and I'm going to go buy a new carton of milk. Now, if you care about your stomach that much and you're not going to put spoiled milk on your cereal to consume, why are you holding on to spoiled people in your life? Why are you holding on to expired things of people in your life? If you're not going to hold on to expired milk because it will spoil and ruin your stomach, don't hold on to expired people or expired things. Get rid of it. Let it go so you can be your best self. So refocus, retreat, relieve. And, I, you know, I, I'm going to come back to that. Yeah, I, I, you, you know what? Next week. Ne- next week, I'm, I'm telling you all right now, next week's podcast is going to be on get rid of it. We, I, I, I got to get in your business on that. I, I, I feel that in my spirit that I got to go deeper. But for now, I'm going to let you live. All right? We're we going to come back to it next week. <laughs> all right? But fighting the fog, like refocus, retreat. Relieve, but but lastly, reimagine. Reimagine. Sometimes you just got to start over. Sometimes you just have to start over. I remember in college, um, I love writing papers and uh, write, writing rough drafts. Um, and and I, I can remember, you know, I ain't that old, but back in my college days, we still write on paper before we typed everything out on a computer. And... Uh, I can remember looking at a trash can and seeing a trash can full of balled up paper and the balled up paper represented uh, all my rough drafts where I started, started over, got halfway through, stopped, started over. Uh, And I had to realize that those crumbled papers were all a reminder of where I started. After I finished my paper and I looked in that trash can, the crumbled papers in that trash can were reminders of where I started, started over, almost finished, started over. But my finished product was because I kept starting over. 
And I never, like, some of the stuff in the trash can was actually pretty good. But it wasn't the finished product. And I couldn't keep it. And I had to realize that just because um, some things were good, they weren't good for the completed paper. And so I had to be okay with crumbling up some good material in order to get to the best thing I was going to turn in. And listening to this podcast, you got to do that with your life. Some people, you have to do that with your life. Um, Because... And be okay, hear me, be okay with crumbled paper. Be okay looking in the trash can of your life and be okay with it being full of crumbled paper. Be okay with looking in the trash can of your life and seeing crumbled paper. Because every crumbled ball of paper in the trash can of your life is a testament of what you wouldn't put up with anymore. It's a testament of what you were tired of. It's a testament that although it was good, it wasn't good enough. And you were okay with throwing it away because God was still allowing you to write a better story. And, and it's okay. But in order to get ordered, in order to see clearly in life, you got to refocus, retreat, relieve, get rid of some things and reimagine. Start over. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And somebody needs to hear that. Because starting over is a sign that the reward for finishing is worth it. Starting over is a sign that the reward for finishing it, it's worth it. That I'm willing to start over because the end product, the reward I'm going to receive for finishing is so great and so valuable, I can't afford just to turn in anything. Like, there were some papers I wrote that were decent, but I couldn't afford just to turn in anything. I had to turn in what was right. And I don't want you to spend the rest of your days on earth as a rough draft. I want you to spend your days as a completed paper, something that you're proud of, something that you can present to God and say, I'm turning this in because this is the best me. That, that I'm giving you me. This is the best version of me. That I'm not giving you a half-written story, incomplete sentences, incomplete thoughts. No, I'm giving you all of this. That's, that's what I want for you. That's what I want for you. So as, as you um, fight through the fog in life, just know that um, you're not fighting through fog by yourself. That is people um, fighting through fog with you. That whatever you um, find yourself going through something, just know you're not going through it by yourself. That is other people going through it with you. And be encouraged. Be encouraged by it. And I don't know where you get encouragement from outside of our moments together. But I do know that every time I do a podcast, my goal is to is for us to become closer, right? <laughs> us, us to become closer and for you to know there's a place that you can go to in your life where you can get encouraged and you can get poured into um, 
and every point that Pervy makes is not because he's right, but it's because he's sharing his heart, his experiences, his life. Because I believe that there are so many other people who experience day-to-day life just like I do, and they just need encouragement to make it through the day. I believe that. That some people just need encouragement. And that's all Pervy's point tries to do. That's all I try to do. Yes, I'm educated. Yes, I have a lot of experience, but I'm not an expert, and I don't try to be. I just try to connect with your heart. I try to challenge your perspective on some things and maybe even change your mind on how you see some things in the world. That's my whole goal. That That's it. And if, and if those things, if me connecting with you, challenging you, and changing your mind on some things, if, if it helps you live better, glory to God, fist bump to you, you can keep making it happen. All right? So share this podcast with somebody. Share it with your mama, your cousin, your friends, your coworkers. But whatever you do, until the next time we meet, next time we link up, love God, love people, and show enough. Love yourself. Until next time. Peace.